What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Daily Fitness Education. I'm your host, Kyle, a personal trainer in the trenches each and every single day trying to solve the problem of movement. My purpose is to help the planet move a little bit more each and every single day. I am excited to break down five tips that will make your squat more effective and have better stability so you can do it for longer, you can get better results, um, and it can be safer for you. So stay tuned. We're going to dive in on the other side of the theme song. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roche, and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, You can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. Alrighty, Endgame Addicts. So I'm about to start the car. I always do that. Like, wrong timing, and I butcher it for you guys. So you always hear, oh, it's usually, usually you get dinging from the car. I'm, I, I was, I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought you were going to get the ding, ding, and it would have been super annoying. Either way, I, I, you know, did the sound effects for you. So there you go. You get the car starting. Um, <laughs> five tips that are going to make your squat better. Um, oh, this person is just delightfully going to make me go back into the parking spot. Okay, so first is torque. Um, well, no, first is hip, is hip, or sorry, foot stance distance. Um, you have an acetabular groove, or I believe it's what it's called. Uh, it's been a while since I've touched up on my anatomy. Ultimately, you have a little slot in the side of your pelvis, which will allow your legs to go deeper. If your squat stance is too narrow, you won't be able to actively place your femur into that acetabular groove. So you won't be able to sink as deep into your squat, which is a problem when we're trying to create outcomes um, for depth. Now, talking about range of motion, let's go into range of motion just a little bit. There is a strong relationship between two uh, protein filaments in muscle called actin and myosin. When those two protein filaments interact, they, uh, they break. Now this is active muscle tearing. I, man, it's been a, it's been a while since I've looked at a sarcomere. Um, I'm going to be studying it again and writing an exam shortly, so I'll put it back in my brain for then. Um, but the point is, um, I believe actin actin is the one that rips off uh, and that tears and then has to rebuild. Either way, the interaction between actin and myosin is uh, further facilitated or made better. Uh, more interaction, you have more active muscle damage if you go longer into muscle tissue. So doing a half rep of a bicep curl is not going to tear as much muscle as um, a full rep. If we're talking about, let's just say, uh, myofibular hypertrophy. Um, That's a lot, okay? So that was very wordy. I apologize for throwing a bunch of stuff at you. To be honest, uh, I got to make sure that I gave you the right information there. I got to touch up on that study. Um, Either way, in the past, the understanding is that the more range of motion, the more active range of motion that you get into, the deeper you can get into muscle fiber, thus creating a better response and building more muscle. So if you want results faster, full range of motion is the name of the game. Uh, Secondly, I 
uh, I'm thinking that torque is gonna be the next best thing. Um, so you wanna be able to squat deep enough into your squat before you round your low back. You don't wanna be rounding your lumbar spine. This is called a butt wink. If you don't know what a butt wink means, type it into Google and you'll see a billion videos on butt winking, okay? What happens if your low back rounds under, um, it's because of uh, a multitude of different things. A, you could have a poor uh, mechanical understanding of how to do it. Uh, B, you might have too much facilitation in your hip flexor complex, your iliopsoas, uh, TFL, all the stuff kind of going on in the front of the hips there. Um, that could be causing it. You might have poor glute activation and core activation, what causes your glutes to round, because um, those two things create what's called a punctum fixum around your spine. I'm throwing a lot of words at you, uh, so I'm not trying to overwhelm you, but just trust that there is a, a remarkable amount of things, maybe maybe four, <laughs> could be more. I, I, I could be naive here and not know all the details of how to reduce a butt wink. Um, but you want to sink deep enough into your squat to create active muscle tearing to demand a lot of your glutes. The deeper you go into a squat, the, the more demand you're placing on your glutes to fire and function. Um, so you want to go deeply into them. If you're a uh, female, then yeah, you want to train your butt, um, mainly because like, well, we're humans and we care about vanity and stuff. Um, but it's also remarkable for back health. So for men, uh, if you're looking to lean out, training your glutes is going to be a remarkable, important thing. The depth of your squat matters, not only in sport, when you go down uh, into uh, powerlifting, I believe your hip crease has to be below your knees, which means if you don't do that depth in sport, you're not quite effectively powerlifting in the full stance. So if you call yourself a powerlifter and you're not going deep enough, that's a big problem. That's why this acetabular groove or this section of your pelvis uh, where your legs can slide out, um, try this out. If you're driving, well, don't do it if you're driving. <laughs> if you're not driving, you can lift your knee directly straight up in front of you, and it will only go so far until it collides with your pelvis, thus rounding your low back. If you bring your leg up on a 45 degree angle or so, which is gonna be different for everyone, it's called anthropometrics, different body shapes and bone structures. Um, if you bring your left knee outside into that acetabular groove, I keep, I swear that's what it's called. <laughs> I keep second guessing myself. Um, then you can sink deeper into your squat without rounding your low back. That's the key, because you wanna maintain spinal integrity for your whole life, or you're never squatting again, right? You're gonna, you're gonna destroy your low back, and that's not something you wanna do. Um, so you wanna avoid the insidious butt wink. That is uh, number two. Number three, we want to apply torque, okay? Um, this is twisting your feet into the floor. Not just spreading the floor, but actually twisting the whole leg all the way up as you sink deep into the squat. Why? Um, well, we want to shove the head of your femur into the acetabulum, into your hip socket. So it's a ball and, and socket joint, your hip, um, and we wanna force it in. Now, there's also a ball and socket joint in your shoulder. So when we talk about torque, we're just trying to have our toes facing forward and then twisting them um, with about you know 20 to 50% of your overall uh, capacity. You don't wanna torque so much that you actually move your, uh, your foot outwards as you squat. Um, now, there is a suggestion by a guy named Dr. Kelly Sturette. He's a uh, doctor of physical therapy from the States, was made famous probably 10 years ago for his book called Becoming a Supple Leopard. It's a hell of a book if you wanna read it. It's a textbook on uh, you know sport uh, and conditioning. It's the backbone of understanding shapes uh, or archetypes as he calls them. Um, I've kind of made my own rendition of which ones are best for long-term movement and that book actually helped me um, develop a lot of the concepts that I throw out in the end game uh, or in the answers to fitness and in the end game training system that I've put together for you guys. Um, 
So if you want to learn about torque a little bit further, you'll see that in all of my content, okay? I talk about torque a lot because it's important to protect the joints. It allows for maximal stability. Um, and the reason why we're going down this rabbit hole is because torque is maximized when our toes are faced between uh, zero and 12 degrees, which is gonna be different and unique for each person. And when I say zero and 12 degrees, if, you're, if your toes are facing straight on, that's zero degrees. If you open them up slightly, that's you know um, more and more active open angles. Now, um, just trust me, it's better to keep your toes facing forward. That's a health opinion. It's not the, uh, the best answer. There's a lot of other people who uh, argue and debunk the, the toes forward um, situation, but I can actively feel a difference in torque going into my hips. Um, and I have yet to run into any knee or hip or back issues and I've been squatting for years. So um, outcomes for you is, uh, this is a remarkable technique to be able to improve stability throughout your kinetic chain, throughout your body, to be able to improve squat form, torque, okay? Number four is try and stay upright. Many, many people hinge forward. If you were to look at yourself in a mirror beside you, okay, your shin and your back should be on a similar angle. Your shin is the lower part below your knee and your back is, well, your back. Uh, your spine should be on a similar, uh, shin angle as your spine. It was preconceived uh, years ago that you wanna keep your knees behind your toes. This led to a lot of horizontal back displacement and it made you lean forward a ton. I encourage you to not lean forward a ton but to try and stay as upright as possible. This will allow for more ideal glute contraction because you won't be as uh, elongated so you can have more support with your squatting over time and keep your spine more axially loaded. When I say axially loaded, uh, your axial skeleton is your spine uh, predominantly. There's, there's more to it. But when we talk about your axial skeleton, we're talking about the spine itself. Uh, if you think of the spine as a movable thing like a bridge or a ladder, if you make your spine horizontal, a bridge has a lot more sway to it in active gravity. If you were to walk along a bridge, it would dip quite tremendously. However, if you take that exact same bridge and flip it vertical, it now becomes a ladder, right? So if you were to climb a ladder, there's gonna be less forwards and backwards sway because it's gonna be stacked on top of each other. When we think about deadlifting, squatting, we wanna think about how do we get most the most ideal axial loading. With a squat, we want to be able to actually load the spine in a more vertical way. The more vertical, the better for the long-term well-being of your discs, okay, uh, while adding compression. Um, there was also a conversation uh, at an article written by a guy named Dr. Stuart McGill who founded a lot of our you know, understanding of squat mechanics and athletic conditioning. Guy worked on, you know, massively famous people, um, not name dropping, just trust that he knew what he was doing, worked at the University of Waterloo for a long time. Um, and he said that he doesn't even squat or deadlift anymore, right? He works more on like quick feet and like uh, hip agility and range. Uh, number one, long-term well-being indicator is range and cardiovascular health. So this whole world of like, you have to be doing deadlifts in order to be fit is just not true. It's just efficient. Okay. It's an extremely efficient way to get yourself into great shape. Do you need it? No. It's not a prereq for you to be able to get yourself into awesome shape, okay? Um, so, big takeaway is we need you to make sure that you're a little bit more upright when you're squatting, but not so much that you're creating a rib flare because that's active extension in your spine. There's a lot of details as I'm going through here, but just um, if you wanna go through this podcast a couple times, think about one thing, do some research, look at it, try and figure it out. 
Um, the difference between this podcast and the end game training system is I go through with visuals, with video, with uh, examples of how for you to do this, you don't have to do all the research yourself. You can find it on the end game fitness uh, YouTube channel. You can also find it in a plethora of videos all over the, uh, the internet. What I'm doing and what this podcast should do for you is give you a place to start looking. So when I say you get a rib flare while squatting, type in rib flare while squatting and you'll start to pull out some pieces. Um, the best thing to learn in, in this whole podcast is don't worry about absorbing every single thing I say to you. Just look to get one or two golden pieces of something that you didn't know. Let's say it was like acetabular groove and you were like, what's that? And you look it up and you're like, Kyle was wrong. At least now you know how I was wrong, okay? Uh, but let's say you also look up um, spinal shearing or butt wink. Now you got a better lens on what not to do and what to avoid and why, okay? And this is just the, this is the daily fitness education. You're learning as you go along here because we want to take in good pieces and have good lenses, right? Or most ideal lenses. Um, anyways, the last part about your squat function has got to be longevity, okay? Um, there is remarkable evidence that failing in your squat and deadlift is not conducive for long-term well-being. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't care if you look good when you're 20, okay? You care if you look good when you're 20. I mean, you care if you look good at all times. Um, but I do not actively squat or deadlift to failure. Why? Because it's actually loading and asking a ton of your spine. I want you to protect your back as much as humanly possible because that thing is the thing that's supposed to carry with you for the rest of your life. It is extremely important that we take care of your spine uh, because we need our backs for a lifetime. Um, I don't care uh, if you can you know, blow your back out and create a disc herniation uh, when you're 22. Um, you will care, right? I care about your back. Um, but the last tip is actually do not train your legs to failure unless you're in something more of like a lunge pattern, which I think is probably uh, much easier to get closer to failure um, without sacrificing and directly placing axial load on your spine. Um, and you can drop set it much easier, which means a drop set is you can hold on to weights and then as you start to fail in your lunges, you can drop uh, the, the dumbbells and keep walking. Ooh, it just sounded like a really cool finisher to me. I'm just gonna grab and get a bunch of dumbbells and just lunge my legs away. Um, that's gonna happen uh, tomorrow, actually. Today was upper body, tomorrow is legs. So um, that's it, okay? Number one we wanna think about is the distance of your feet, making sure you can get depth in your squat. Number two, making sure you're not bunt wicking. You're, you're not going deep enough to get the butt wink. Number three, creating torque and pushing your knees out while twisting your feet into the ground, keeping your toes facing neutral and forward in front of you. Um, uh, with number four, I believe it's the shin to torso angle. We're keeping our body as upright as possible. If you don't know what this means, uh, look at yourself in the mirror uh, as you squat and try and make your shins and your torso on the same angle. If you don't quite see it because you're a little confused what you're looking at, get someone to take a video of you from the lateral angle of your body and see like what, it, when I say lateral, I'm saying side, with a side angle of your body and see if your shins and your back are on a similar angle. Uh, if they are, then you are effectively squatting in a better axial loading pattern. Um, and then the last one, don't 
train your squats and deads to failure. They do a tremendous amount of damage to uh, tissue as you train them. Um, I don't want you to train them to failure because of the risk of your spine. Um, I personally want you to move for a lifetime. That's what this is all about, your future in fitness. You can still look awesome, okay? You can still feel confident naked. This is not about going balls to the wall, trying to beat yourself up. It's about making sure that you function amazingly for a lifetime. Either way, folks, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I love you very much. Uh, thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, and this stuff wouldn't be possible without the active followership and people asking uh, certain things about how to improve uh, their life and, and, and their future in fitness. So keep hustling, I promise you. It's more about showing up every day than it is about having some you know, far-fetched goal. Um, goals are extremely important because they, they detail out how you should be living. I think that's super relevant. But uh, I had a conversation with a client earlier today. If you are stuck in the future and you are stressed about what's coming or if your goal is stressing you out too much, or if you're stressed about something that you did, or you had a poor conversation with someone, you are not living in the present, which means you are not living your life currently as it is. The best part about life is right now. You will never have any other time like right now. So all of the stress that's going on in your mind, shut it out and come back to the present. Look around, it's a little gloomy tonight. The sky looks pretty cool. Spring's coming back. It is, I'm looking at the temperature on my gauge here on my, on my car, it's three degrees, people. Spring is coming, okay? Um, but that being said, stay focused on your life as it is. You matter. Be present with your life. You don't wanna wish it away and be like, oh, I can't wait for my goal. Yes, you can, wait. I promise you'll get a much better message um, throughout your days and you'll be far more present and have such remarkable, engaging interactions with people as you live. Either way, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Love you guys very much. I'll see you guys in 24 hours. Peace.